Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are going to discuss negative space. Oh, I didn't write the plot for it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was so prepared for everything but that. Anyway, it is by B.R. Yeager and was published in 2020 by Apocalypse Party. Apocalypse Party, per their website, is a small press based out of Philadelphia. We believe books are hallucinogens suffused with emotion, feeling, and sensation. We seek out books that wobble in the frame of reality and dissect the prism of surreality. Surreality? Surreality? Our book blurs. I don't know. Yeah. Our book books blur the boundaries of fiction and form a kaleidoscope mirror of an increasingly bleak world. However, we are far from hopeless. We are a space for writers to explore their risky ideas in new and interesting ways. Anyone with an open mind is welcome to join the party, so come on in, plunge into this literary black hole with us. Once the void swallows you whole, you'll never be the same. And God, is that fucking true. <laughs> um, B.R. Yeager on their website has Yeager. no about page. Yeager, it's Yeager. Sorry. Yeager has no about page, and it simply says, may I lay eggs in thee? And along with writing stories, they also star in and write short films with that are available for watching on their website if you so choose. As for the plot of this book, I'm actually going to let Sarah describe it because I I do not know how to describe that plot. So Sarah, tell okay. us the plot. Just throw that at me without any. I can do warning. it. I can do it. It's just a typical look into New Hampshire life. In the 2020s. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> I I feel bad for New Hampshire. I want to <laughs> disclose. Sarah has no reason to hate you. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I've never been there. Hey, this is my only exposure to them. So I can only assume. No. I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, there's like four or teens. That are the main characters. And taking drugs. There's a lot of weird shit going on in town. A lot of drugs. A lot of uh suicides. And um it's just a just a steady degradation of identity and reality as the book goes on. The look on your face is phenomenal. <laughs> Because it's how I feel. <laughs> just slightly disgusted with what it is that we just, well, I, mean, I wouldn't say completely so, uh, well, encountered. Full, <laughs> full disclosure. disclosure. Kim and I DNF this at about 50%. Both 47. Just, oh, you got to 47. I technically got to 53%. Okay. I then had a nightmare that I decided to read a little bit more and had this weird horrific moment and got to 64% and then decided, nope, that's good. We're going to be done there. That was your nightmare? My, that was my nightmare is reading more of that book. All I know is I, I kept thing. getting, yeah, I kept getting sick to my stomach every time I looked at my Kindle and knew that that book was on there. So <laughs> if I could remove it from my Kindle, I would. If anybody knows you how can. to do that, you please message me because I want the fucking thing off. I tried to you return it. You can permanently delete it. I did that. Oh, okay. Okay. Please educate me I will later. I'll come show Please. you after. Yeah. Anyway. 
This book was so much easier for me to read than like Bleach and like Harrow the Ninth. It's hilarious. Like I just that is I just un- incomprehensible to me. Rolled through. My okay, situation okay, was but- very specific to what I was doing at the specific time that a specific event that was your happened. Choice. It's my That's- choice. I had no. There was nothing up until that point that was going to that something would be physically revolting to read it was a physical thing and i didn't know i would be putting food in my mouth at that exact moment as i (laughs) glanced at the screen and almost vomited into my bowl it was awful anyway i just couldn't talk about the the suicide ideation Ideation. going on in it with with teens i just i couldn't okay so first and foremost was this body horror to you too? No. I mean, if Leech counts as body horror, then I would count this as body horror, especially as you go further in and people get progressively more fucked up. Or even if you're looking at biology, bio- not biology, Sarah, that's not the word you want to say. You want to say body. Body. Well, I just got too focused on that and lost my sentence. So that's cool. <laughs> um, happens to the best of us. Oh, I would argue this is not body horror unless you're going to say that uh, doing drugs is body horror. Unless you're going to say that suicide ideation is body There's horror. And gore and disfigurement later on, though. Is there? And if that counts, you wouldn't know because you I know that's why I said it really is there. Fan. Is there? Because I don't consider disgusting loogies to be body horror. No, that's as far as I got. There's also all the cutting, which I yes, I think my least favorite part. But um, Amber could have sworn is she frozen? Oh, she's watching sushi. She's staring at the Um, fucking lizard. Yeah. Don't we don't want to hear it? Anyway, wasn't. Didn't you at one point say that psychology or like something like that could count as body horror? So as a refresher, the very broad definition of body horror is a subgenre of horror that intentionally showcases grotesque or psychologically disturbing violations of the human body. These violations may manifest through arrogant, abhorrent, abhorrent, Sex. Yes, I know I said that three times. Aberrant. Thank you. Abhorrent. Is it aberrant or aberrant? Or abhorrent. Aberrant. A b e r r a n t. Aberrant. 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 Sex, mutations, zombification, gratuitous violence, disease, or unnatural movements of the body. Okay. Do me a favor. Do me a favor and go back to the beginning of that sentence and read it again. Just the beginning. These violations may manifest. As through through can't say the word aberrant aberrant no no, no sex. the psychological okay that was the sentence before that subgenre sub subgenre that's because I was too busy staring at the word that I knew I was gonna fuck up massively. I'm dying if you don't say the sentence. <laughs> Of genre of horror that intentionally showcases grotesque or psychologically disturbing violations okay. of the human body. 
Okay. I, I know. I, mean, I, I didn't hear. psychologically disturbing for y'all. Yeah, so. no, I didn't hear or when she said it before, because I couldn't figure out how grotesque, psychological, and the next word went together. I didn't hear or. Mm. Okay. So it's I'm good now. Situation. Yeah. I understand now that I've heard the word in a sentence. I didn't hear the word in a sentence when you read it I know, before, I and it didn't make any sense for me. Um, yeah, go ahead. God, body horror makes us grumpy. <laughs> I mean, to answer your question, I suppose I can see how it would be considered body horror by other people, especially because of the amount of gore that you get into. But I don't equate gore to body horror, like one-to-one. Like, you know, if there's gore, it must be body horror. I don't that's not how I consider body horror. So in terms of body horror, I this book did not fulfill that for me. I would strictly consider it psychological horror if I had to. Or not even horror. It wasn't even scary, you guys. It was just people Oh, I wasn't scared. I was grossed out. No, I know, I know. I'm saying oh. just like it wasn't in scary. General, like I yeah. saw people yeah. on reviews. One of the reasons I picked this book is because there were reviews saying, oh, this redefined horror for me. This book is terrifying. And then I'm reading it and I'm like, this is just a fucking walk in the park, man. It's not scary. There's no horror. There's no suspense. There's like some weird shit that happens, especially near the end. But like none of it is horrifying. It's just gross some or nihilistic. People really find the, the concept of demonology or witchcraft or you know anything that tyler and this character this book is supposed to be doing like the occult they find that really terrifying yeah the <laughs> occult some people just find that really terrifying it's not something that's ever terrified me because it is just so far out the outside the realm of reality um so i just don't I mean, I, i've never found it scary so my thoughts on this is I'm not sure how much it makes me think body horror because there isn't so much a violation of the body in this as it is just dumb teens taking drugs. Well, you also didn't read far enough to get to I know, where but like it all started happening. Like in the beginning it's just they're normal, but then it really sets its claws in well, and I got about 53% and I, by that point Tyler had died not died and Lou got raped and they were I don't know they they didn't they didn't feel like violations in the sense that the, the bodily autonomy was being violated as it was that like it just got weird and Honestly, it felt like someone was taking a psychedelic and trying to show us what it was like to be on a psychedelic. And it just made me think, I never want to try a psychedelic. Did not make me think body horror. I was grossed out by the ideation and the, the just like, ugh, of it all. Um, which I don't know how to describe what that ugh is other than we'll get into categories. So, I did not find this successful as a body horror of the portions that I read of it. Recognizing I did not finish it. Yeah, it's like Luke, or not Luke, oh my god, Tyler dying and then not dying. That's like the catalyst to where things then start to build up and pan out in that aspect. Um, again, having read all of it, I still don't really think that it's a great example of body horror, but 
Um, it okay. technically probably counts. Okay. So, let's get into our categories. And first... Versus first the plot. Up, yes. The first up is the plot. Having made it 53% of the way through the book, and my failure to actually remember to write the plot tells you what my feelings on the plot are. It did not feel like it had a plot. It felt like it was ideation and just a whole bunch of shit thrown at a wall to see what stuck in the author's brain. I, I, I don't know what your guys' feelings are, but like I did not feel like it had a plot. I don't... It's not like it has a strong plot that's laid out... Um, it's more of just character studies and again just like this theme of kind of like a slow well then exponential self-destruction again of like the self-identity and that um, it's a story that goes somewhere that's for sure but what is it really saying I'm not I'm not too sure about that. It's again, very nihilistic. It's just like everything is meaningless. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it there. And that, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. People are disgusting. I will say that I vibe with that aspect of the book, but um <laughs> That's, I don't know if that's really a plot detail to focus on for right now. Okay. So what are your me, thoughts, think, Kim? Yeah, I think the plot was um, pretty much uh, probably a psychological evaluation of the fact that we can, as a species, get caught up in things going on around us. Um yeah, an example of this is people falling into QAnon and whether QAnon is real or made up and, and people believing that it's true. And I'm not going to, you know, say one way or another because that's a political thing. Um, that has but, not stopped y'all in the past, but <laughs> but continue. <laughs> there, there is there is statistical analysis on the fact that when one person commits suicide particularly in teens, it does cause an increase in suicides um, in the area. Um, what it, I was just watching, oh, the, 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 the child that was, uh, that was, that died in Oklahoma after being beat up in the bathroom just happened in the last less than a week. Yes. Um, the, the, so, yeah. yeah. Where I'm, I'm not going to get into the details, um, yeah. but calls to transgender suicide hotlines, um, you know, calls for people going to resources has gone up by 500%, which is a huge statistic. That's talking about the impact of this, this, this person's death on people in, in small communities um underrepresented communities and they're reaching out for help but it's also a testament to the fact that these things become amplified in a community when something happens 
and it can cause in this case like suicide ideation to increase as a person um has to come to terms with what's happened to him so for me that's kind of the plot of this is is starts with one person then two people then five people then i at the point that i left i think seven people died in one night eight people died in one night not died committed suicide in one night um so i I kind of think that's where the author was going also there's the demonology aspect i don't know about it i just read about it online when i was like what the fuck is this book about um so i i think that's the plot is it well done um reading having you read what the that 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 published this book is is searching for it meets their mm-hmm. goal of what they're trying to publish um i don't particularly care for this style of writing uh it, it's to me it's just a mess but i can see what they were trying to convey so there you go that's plot for me Okay. A- any other thoughts? No. No. Okay. Uh, what do you give plot, Sarah? I give it a four. Okay. Kim. Do you want me to speak, or are we waiting on you? I th- I said Kim. Oh, I, I was looking she at did my say thing. Kim. I, I must have. I had to have glitched. There was not the word Kim spoken yeah. while I was. I, I was staring at the chart. I was staring at the chart and I didn't hear anything. So oh, okay. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I'm going to okay. end up rating this book higher than Leech, and I hated this exponentially more than than Leech. I mean, you didn't even finish it. I know. I give it a one. Uh, next is main characters, which I guess is all of the viewpoints that we were getting. Probably. We never get from Tyler's viewpoint. We don't, no. Okay. So do we, do we count Tyler as a main character, even though he's like the main character, but he's actually a secondary character because we never get his viewpoint? What are your thoughts, Sarah? Um, I don't know. We don't have a whole lot of secondary characters. If we make, I mean, he's a major character, but he is set apart from the others. Okay, we'll treat him and Lou's parents as the secondary characters. Um, well, there's also like Marlon and yeah, um, yeah, Kennedy, Crazy Bob. Oh man, you guys didn't even get to Crazy Bob going really crazy. Was it Crazy Bob? Uh, Oh, fuck, I forgot his name. I don't even know who Crazy Bob is, so there you go. I got to the point where they were trying to rescue. Or the the old Crazy Bob, I did get get to like the like rescue scene. Oh, there was also Maddie. She was a pretty major character that you guys probably never even got as far to um, for Jill. Probably not. Okay. So looking at Lou, Jill, and Amir, Amir, who would you guys like to start with? 
Not a mirror, because then I have to talk about the scene. Hey, I'm so gross. Let's I'm let's so start gross. with Jill. Um, I just felt bad for Jill. Like she just was kind of getting dragged along in this experience that like she wasn't even really seeking out. But like she also just didn't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say about the main characters. I I didn't like any of them. Um, I think Jill was the epitome of the girl that gets caught up with the wrong guy. Yeah. And it just like. I don't know. What do you think, Sarah? Because she's staring off into space thinking. I mean, I didn't really have strong thoughts about any of the characters. Um, not in the sense. I, I don't know. They were just a vehicle for the story to pass through. Um Jill, I guess Jill and Amir stood out because they were at odds often. Um, And her story, like she tries to escape the town by going to college, which you guys probably didn't even get to. Mm -mm. Um, It kind of seems like she's turning her life around and she meets Maddie. Thank you. Um, Maddie, who is also into a different kind of occult thing than what was going on in the town but it was similar enough then it kind of fucked her up again and then maddie talks her back into going talks her into going back to the town where whatever entity that has control puts her right back into that control and then then the end happens um i don't know i mean I didn't like her. And at sometimes I felt bad for her, but other times I didn't. I just, and then her story just kind of ended on such a, they all ended on a strange note. What am I even saying? Um, <laughs> it's like, and she kept having the dreams and you don't know what the fuck it's is about with the dreams, who she's looking at or who she's, why she keeps talking about the crashed car until the car crashes at the end. And it's like, oh, okay. She was kind of seeing the future. Um, oh, you've got to make sense me. for you. Uh, well, I mean, the whole thing is like this uh, slipping between worlds or whatever they were doing. Um, it could also kind of, they could see different times um, in like the dreamlike state. Um, at least that's how it seemed to be presented because Lou did it. Um, Jill did it. Tyler did it. Amber's having a physical reaction to you <laughs> telling us what the end of the book is. That's not even like the end of the book. There's three different things going on. Lou. Well, who, we'll we'll get to the ending because okay. we've got to discuss oh, the true. ending that's as true. a category. category. Sorry. Yeah, because we don't know the ending. Yeah. Do I even know the ending? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Jill was. I don't know. I didn't really care about Jill that much. She was a little bit more coherent than Lou for sure. Um, and Amir was just like a disaster. So I guess, but then Lou is the one who came out the most stable out of all of it. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, I think Amir and Lou were the ones whose parts I was most interested in, in, in the end though. 
and then lose because Amir's really went off the rails. The end. The end. Sorry, I, I, and it's, people can't see my face, so they aren't getting the full context of, like, my reaction to all of this. I just. I mean, I'm also describing it badly, and I may not have understood No, you're not. No, you're you're not. It, 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 it's a, and we said this on the last book, it's a convoluted mess, and it's, the efforts on authors to write this type of a story is, is. They're rarely done successfully. Um, and it's, it's, so, yeah. As full disclosure for the listener, the thing that there were two aspects that majorly turned me off in this book that I just could not continue. And the first one being suicide ideation, particularly in the fact that this entire town, the teens were treating suicides like it was a game. And it's a topic that I'm very sensitive to. I have my reasons. I don't want to go into them. Um, And it horrified me how this author was not actually trying to assess suicide in the portion that I had read. And instead was turning it into this game. And I was just picturing this book being picked up by teens and then taking it as this fun like little like oh maybe we no, should be like no, tracking no, suicide and stuff that from reading the whole book it's like i know but but that's that's what turned me off it was an uncomfortable topic for me and it bothered me and then on top of that there is a moment where lou is has vanished into the night comes back police officer finds them and it just states that the police officer then raped them and then moves on from it that doesn't in that moment. State that. It just says that he did something else and then told oh, them I not deleted to talk the about book. it. So it's implied, but it is never explicitly stated what exactly was done to Lou. So, like, obviously you can draw your conclusions, but it's not explicit about it. Either way, it, it bothered me, and that was my done point. I, I didn't, there were no characters that I cared about enough I, I didn't like how any of them were handling the situation. I didn't like the situation. Like, I, I cannot describe to you the physical reaction this author elicited in me. Where it, it almost, because I, I struggle with depression. And the thought of going back to this book on top of dealing with how busy work was. And the idea that I had to spend time reading it was sending me towards a depressive spiral. Because I did not want to be in these characters' heads. There was not a lot of reason and logic behind what they were doing. It was just like throwing everything at them and assuming... I don't even know. I don't know how to describe it. This just this made me so... I don't have words. I, I mean, so, I can feel myself getting upset right now yep, just yep, trying yep. to find the words. Breathe. So stop stop talking for a few seconds. Um, I think for... the When readers read these types of stories, it's it, you. there's two things going on. Some people treat their own psychological trauma by immersing themselves in it. 
Um, and then other people can't go near it because it will harm them. Um, and so, so this type of story can be therapeutic. It can be helpful. Um, cause, cause you can, you can sit in it and you can, you can think about your own reaction to it and, and put that into your own perspective. And then other people just can't do it. And in, in this case for you, Amberly, you couldn't do it. And, and that's, and, and, and there's no right or wrong to that. You just, you, you, you go into it and you go, nope, I can't cause this will harm me. Um, other people go, this will help me because I can then, um, live in my emotions for a little bit, but it's not, it's not real. And so I can step out of my emotions. And, um, and so what you experienced is completely valid and, um, stepping away from it, deciding for yourself that you have to step away from it. That's completely valid. There's no, there's, there's no reason not to step away from something. You shouldn't read a book, whether it be in our case for a podcast, um, because we made a, a commitment and I'm doing commitment in air quotes mm -hmm. there. We're, we're deciding to do the podcast. So we're deciding what books we're reading, whether it, we're choosing for each other or, you know, whatever Amber's choosing for us. But at, at, at any given point, when we say I can't, my reaction to this was physical. There are things I can't physically, I can't watch pe people brushing their teeth on TV. That grosses me out. I look away the minute I see somebody in a bathroom with a toothbrush in their hand, whether it be a commercial, a TV show, a movie, whatever it is, I have to look away. Really? Yes. I will get physically nauseous. The one scene happens. I'm not going to describe it because it grosses me out. I then could not look at my, my Kindle, literally could not look at my Kindle without my stomach getting nauseous again. And that's why I couldn't go back to it. And that's a valid response. If I'm going to be uncomfortable because of a book i'm not going to read the book and if if amber is is having an emotional and and i don't mean emotional in a bad way emotional is is completely valid if you're having an emotional response and that emotional response is detrimental to your well-being at that moment you don't go forward and and sarah you were because we kind of argue about DNFing books and, and we, and sometimes it's joking. Sometimes it's more literal, but Sarah, you were so gracious and you just said, fine. Now you did negotiate so that you, you got some, you got some DNFs in the future, but you never once said, no, I've had to read books. I didn't want to read in the past. You have to read this. And we would have respected that, but instead you gave us the respect of saying, no, if the two of you are having a hard time, fine. Again, you did negotiate for yourself and that's perfectly valid too. So, um, you know, don't, don't feel like anything is, anything you're saying is, is bad. You have every right to your feelings and, and they're, um, <laughs> they're valid. Sorry. Cats. Yeah. The cats in the scene. So it's kind of, it's, it's, <laughs> kind of stepping out of the, the conversation. You doing any better, Amber? I don't know. Um, I wasn't expecting this reaction and having to discuss it. So I don't know. 
Well, the hard part of this is you're then going to have to go back and listen to it because you're the one that does the editing and, and uh, one or of just us, I can't step in and do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't edit it for you. So, um, squeeze her. Isn't she a cutie? Yes. She's such a terror. She's such a terror, but you she's so never cute. suspect that she's such a terrible. Creature, I know. But I know. So it's why she's still alive. And none of us is, <laughs> has, has, has said, no, this, this terror must go. Um, cause she is so adorable. Anyway, sour patch kid. Yep. Um, I really want to say that Kim, your rainbow light in the background, distracting but very cool. I've been watching my moon all this time. It's a moon. Oh my god, I have one of those. I've never actually turned it on. Oh how oh I love mine. I got it for when we did our Christmas exchange. This is one of the gifts I got. I absolutely love it. Depending on my mood, sometimes it's just the glow of the moon, and sometimes it's the the different lights, the different colors. I absolutely love it. You should charge it and uh, use it. I love mine. Yeah, I turn it on. It's on at night when I read at night. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh, I'm yep. excited now. I'm gonna have to open that yep. at some point. <laughs> I recommend it. Okay. How are we doing up there? I say up there because she's the top on my yeah. my screen. Yeah. Um. We, we just keep like going. Yeah, I, I, I am still here. I may not have as much to say just because I, I don't. So let's just let's just rate the characters. We don't need to talk about them anymore. We've we've. No, we've... no. I'm just, I'm just saying in the future categories, I may be a bit more pulled back okay. than I am, mostly because it trying to discover to describe why I'm having this reactions is a level of discussing my own vulnerabilities that while I'm pretty transparent in my feelings about a lot of things, it's not one that I necessarily want to actively discuss for anyone to listen to. Um, so I will give brief explanations in each category, but I probably won't have a whole lot more beyond that to say. So let's go ahead and rate these, unless either of you have anything else to say about our main characters. Nope. Okay. Sarah, anything? Okay. Kim, what do you rate the main characters? Um, I'm going to give them a one. Okay. Sarah? Four. Four? Okay. I give them a 0 0.5. No, I cannot get to mine. There we go. 0 0.5. Okay, secondary characters. So I'm just going to briefly state, then I'll let you guys kind of get into it how you'd like. Um, I didn't care about Tyler. Uh, I was annoyed that the Lou's father just kind of like allowed things to continue as they were from the portions that I read. Um, and rather than trying to help their child who was clearly trans or non-binary, but I, I could not figure out which was actually the correct preferred identification, um, was not trying to help and properly care for their child, but instead was trying to sit, set restrictions and then get angry at them. Um, and yeah, the, the the friends were all kind of shitty, and that's the sum of it. From me. Okay. Kim, we can't see your face to know whether or not you want I to know. talk. 
Who's next? Kitty was much more enjoyable. <laughs> um, I don't know. I if I continue to look at this during this discussion the way that I have been, I I think the characters were represented, other than Tyler, very uh, realistically. Um, even the parents' reaction and and how he handled things when it comes to injuries and his child, it it is probably realistic doesn't mean i enjoyed reading it um tyler we were heading into a supernatural aspect on all of that um so whatever so that's pretty much my view on the secondary characters i just don't have much of a reaction sarah um i found tyler interesting especially because we don't get a perspective or his perspective um throughout the entire book so he was kind of like just a kind of a mystery not really a mystery but like just you never really knew exactly what was going on in his head um and that is something that i forgot to mention with these characters like i didn't like them but i don't really think they're meant to be like they're not written as likable characters they're just written as people that are have been touched by whatever darkness is in this town um because it's been there for a while it's been there for decades like the whole epidemic that was happening did not start with them it was already well underway so everyone was pretty much desensitized to it um but i i just i don't know with these characters with the secondary characters it's not that i like awful characters or deeply flawed characters but sometimes it's just nice to get something that's a little different, at least for me, because I get bored if I'm reading the same books with like the same character archetypes and the same sanitized storytelling. I just, uh, I like reading something that's a little fucked up sometimes. Um, I do it. So it's kind of funny because you're like, yeah, you know, and you, in your, your review, you commented that this was cleansing. And it's kind of funny. Palette cleanser. And it's kind of funny because I, my palette cleansing has been the exact opposite. Yesterday I listened to, and I did it last, like two weekends ago too. Um, Yesterday I listened to a sapphic uh, romance story. I know, Sarah's rolling her head. Um, that was like just absolutely cute and like she was dealing with traumas but falling in love and one was a pilot and one was a nurse and like I don't know like I found it soothing which was nice because after attempting to read this book all week I I just I wanted to fall into something soothing Um, so it's kind of funny that you're like this was a palate cleanser. And I'm like, no, this like stuck in the back of my throat and I needed something to wash it away. <laughs> that was the exact opposite. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, palate cleanser. Basically, I like the roughness sometimes. I like the rawness. I like how gross it is, um, especially maybe in reference to romance books. They really, how everything is romanticized especially with kissing and just all that shit that goes on when two bodies are doing their thing 
So, like, for me, having it so explicitly, this isn't even really about the characters anymore, I realize. Just, like, it's just the person tastes like sweat or just it's just they smell bad. It's, like, these are all the thoughts that usually go on in my head while these other, like, flowery scenes are unfolding. And it's, like, I'm just glad to be able to read something that just says it at the most base level and how it's it's at least my brain it is not a beautiful or lovely thing um but for the characters secondary characters uh yeah tyler found him interesting but he does get extremely awful past the 50 percent mark um like he completely loses it he ends up moving in well no this is more of the ending stuff but like Towards the very end, when I mentioned the whole piss thing, like he was walking around the house naked, just peeing everywhere. Um, just so you have that image in your head. I Thank apologize. You. I probably shouldn't have even mentioned it. Um, that. But yeah, like, so his character starts out interesting, but then it just like he becomes completely corrupted or lost or whatever. And then it's just after that. He is no longer really an interesting entity. You just want him to be gone. Um, the other characters, I don't really remember Lou's dad that much, to be honest. I guess he was the doctor, wasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. He patched up Tyler. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I have to ask. It was that, was was Tyler carving something underneath, or was he jacking off in their kitchen? Oh, he was carving. Um, carving. Yeah, I forget what it said it was. It was either like okay. a circulatory system or like a. Okay. Planets I could and like his weird symbols, out and I, I didn't want to know, like either of these things. I did not want to know. I just, I wanted to clarify. Yeah, Lou went back later and and felt under the table and discovered it, and then never said anything to anybody. And that's that's pretty much, I, I maybe a scene or two later is when then the scene that broke me happened. I don't so know what the scene is, and I know you won't describe it. And I don't know. Oh, I will force you to see no. though. It's when they meet up with Amir. So it's got to be Jill because, again, limited yeah. perspective here. It's got to be Jill meets up with Amir in town. And he, for whatever reason, decides to hawk a loogie, but it goes awry. Oh. And it's described as just hanging off of his fucking chin and on his shoe. And I am just. And I was literally at that moment putting a sauce cover potato in my mouth and like i said the sauce <laughs> was a slightly thickened sauce it was a microwavable meal so not the greatest thing that i'm eating on the planet but easy because of timing and life and and literally almost threw up just because of the combination of the two things oh, together and okay. could not go See, forward i thought you were a lot further than you were when you mentioned mm -hmm. it because like I don't I didn't remember that scene, but there are some scenes later on towards the book which involve like snot rocket and you know spitting mucus out on the ground. Yeah. So now I'm really glad I didn't go forward because that stuff is is I hate saliva and snot more than any other bodily fluid. I will it's which is I why I have the problem with the teeth brushing thing. I my family can't brush their teeth in my presence. Rex used to use it as a game until finally his mother said, you must stop. No longer does it. But um, yeah, no. Blah. Anyway, I've got my issues. I admit it. 
Okay, any other thoughts on secondary characters, or do we want to go ahead and rate them? They were there. They were. Okay. Uh, Sarah, what do you rate secondary characters? Mm, 3.5. Kim? This is going to rate higher than Leech, and I DNF'd it. It's wrong. Um... It hey, Leech, Leech, I rated lower than I am Flame, which, like, I'm still a little mad about that because, like, <laughs> on further reflection, it's like, no, I hated Leech, but Iron Flame was a unique kind of torture, which I will hopefully never have to experience again. <laughs> and with my two DNFs in my pocket, oh, yeah, if it ever happens, <laughs> <laughs> I give. What did you say? Sorry, we're glitching again. I got a. I gave him a one. Oh, okay. I gave him a zero point five. That's a zero point five. <laughs> he got a half a point. Yeah. Plausibility. Oh, fuck zero. <laughs> Other than than psychologically, yes. It, it but. No, whatever. I agree with you. I give plausibility a zero too. What about you, Sarah? What did you think of the plausibility of this wonderful story? Um, I think everything was exaggerated, but it was still within the realm of human nature um, with what was going on. So I would give it a three. Okay. Especially because I read, again, reviews, which did not adequately prepare me for the content of this book though it was like <laughs> this is so much like my experience maybe a little darker but growing up this is as a gen Ooh. z this is how i feel and i was like okay i guess this is a look into the gen z experience and then i read it and i was like i hope that's not the god gen z if this if this is a reflection of gen z mind i i i feel sorry for gen z i really well, do. i don't think the writer was gen z so i don't know mm -hmm. so I don't want to defend this. No, it's you it's not so much. No, so it's not so much a defense of that, but like for the Gen Z, I because I work with our teen volunteers and I help our teen librarian try to come up with programming for teens, which would be Gen Z right now. And. I will say, having interacted with other teens beforehand in various, <laughs> you know, states of being, um, there is a sort of bleakness for the Gen Z generation. Oh, yeah, for sure. That I that understand. It is indescribable. Because, you know, I'm talking to these kids and it's not just like, because they enjoy talking to me. There's a couple of them who will talk to me happily, you know, and I... And I know not all teens want to chat with an adult, but when I then I'm like, what do you do for fun? They're just like, nothing. And I'm like, you don't watch a show. You don't read a book. You know what? What TikToks are you watching? You know, I'll ask the questions to try and probe. And they're like, no, I, I do my homework and then I just lay there. And so they just exist and i'm sure they are actually doing some fun things but mentally when it comes time to actually like express what they have done lately most of the time it's like i've not done anything there's nothing that i care about 
enough. So it, it and I've been amazed because I've had other teams where they'll be like, I don't want to talk. But then you find their subject and suddenly they will not shut up. Um, but a lot of the teams that I interact with these days, it's very hard to find something that they feel passionate about. So, yeah, that's it. Particularly because I think I lost Sarah because she's staring at her phone. No, no, I'm here. So. What do you rate the plausibility, Sarah? I would give it a three. Okay. Uh, ending. Sarah, how did this fucking thing end? So obviously we have our three stories, right? We have our three characters. Mm -hmm. Jill, um, who, like I mentioned before, goes off to college to try and escape the town, um, which works for a little bit, but she does get entangled with a, a girl named Maddie, who is a nice girl who might actually be part of a, like a cult family. It's not clear, but she like goes home for the holidays with this girl and like they live in this farmhouse. There's a bunch of other people there. Um, I don't know. Well, it could have gone either way. Could, could have been, it wasn't like, depending on how you interpret it, it could just be like a bunch of know, people living at one having, farm. I don't know the. I don't know if they all lived at one farm. That's the thing I can't okay. remember, and I already turned the book back in. But yeah, no um, there was something about it that seemed kind of either hippie-ish or, again, hippie but with a flavor of cultish, occultism. Occult, a lot of words with cult. Yep. Um, and so she is trying to avoid the occult. Maddie, though has her little shrine in her dorm room and she's like no it's fine it's fine she starts praying at the shrine with maddie and then um again nothing too bad happens with that but maddie makes her go back home because she really wants to see where she grew up uh they're in a relationship by the way um and what I, I said, I, and the way you were describing it, I was like, that seems like that was the inevitable there, that they would be in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Jill likes them um, fucked up. Yeah, although Maddie didn't seem fucked up. And she liked her before she found out about the shrine. She tried to, like, kind of distance herself, but then ended up... Yeah, she couldn't escape that kind of thing. Um, Actually, I don't know why I started with Jill, because hers is, like, one of the more confused... No, they're all confusing. Just keep going. Um... She goes back home with Maddie. It's been like two years, but for some reason, half the town has been like demolished. Like her own house was torn down. Um, did you guys ever get the part where Tyler was living in the house with them and like totally fucked it up and killed their dog? No. Oh. I did geez. hear there was animal torture in this, so I'm glad I didn't go forward. There was animal torture in the beginning, practically. Um, or what? like animal death referenced. Yeah, the bird, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Probably. There was a there was a dead bird, or a dying there bird. There was There's an a... animal that was killed, or something was killed, because I asked Amber, what was it? What was it? Something hit the car. Oh, the oval. We never know what it was. It just mentions, like, a pale yeah. oval shrieking in the distance yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, dead animals that appear throughout. But, yeah, the dog, not not graphic. It's just that the dog suddenly starts acting sick while Tyler's there, and then at one point, He's burying it in the backyard and he said coyotes got to it and it was like kind of mangled. Probably not the case, but, um, <laughs> so animal he, like, torture. yeah. And like the whole basement, the dog was like hiding in the basement and it is 
full of shit and piss um and like he carved things on their walls and he really fucked up their house and jill like tried to after they kicked him out she like tried to fix it again that whole theme of trying to kind of move away from it um but in the end it got torn down um and yeah they drive out i think they're gonna go see tyler's grave um oh tyler kills himself by the way for reals um that's namir's storyline <laughs> they're gonna see tyler's grave some skin a tarp that looks like a flap of skin covers the windshield they can't stop the car maddie totals the car maddie like breaks her neck in the car accident the tree that they hit is full of wasps so it's like stinging them jill drags maddie out of the car with a broken uh, neck yeah she's still Bad alive decision. but i mean she was already getting eaten like stunned apart by wasps um anyways maddie dies on the ground jill waits with her and then jill just kind of wanders off and it's not clear what happens with jill except it's implied that she kind of just walks into a different plane of existence because she just becomes like the town ghost that lou references in their own storyline um lou's storyline is that they don't do very well in high school their parents kick them out um they get a job they don't do very well at their job i think i might also be getting this mixed up with amir because for a while there they kind of have the same stuff going on um whatever the case oh lou has a boyfriend named arnold who was one of the people who tried to kill himself and but he came back i forgot about this he comes back he says he came he escaped hell um he teaches lou a ritual which you guys would love because it just involves masturbation um and it has to be done every day so we get this scene multiple times throughout lou's sections um but and it's supposed to be a protection ritual from tyler because arnold arnie knows that tyler is fucked up that there's something wrong there right so that goes on the drug we've been taking gets banned the whorl which is critical both for tyler and for this protection ritual the boyfriend freaks out becomes totally paranoid and useless lou can't pay the bills anymore and lou moves in with their uncle in some other town state actually um and then they it's implied that they're fine after that they kind of just they run a bookshop with their uncle when their uncle dies they take over it kind of goes fast forwards through their whole life until they're in a hospital room um and just kind of dying of old age but like they kind of lose grasp of reality at that point and so they're kind of remembering things that have happened and also kind of seeing those things they're kind of like putting their mind back in the protection ritual where they could kind of i don't know you know see beyond i don't know how to describe it but you know that metaphysical kind of shit with drugs and rituals that are have been implied earlier on in the book um and then they just oh it's also implied that the world is going to shit around them because like they're in a hospital but there's like riots and stuff going on in the street but lou doesn't really care because they're about ready to check out anyway um and that's lou so lou comes out of it the best assuming that all of that actually happened and that they did grow old um amir 
a mirror. Jill kicks out a mirror, or Jill kicks Tyler out, and Tyler hooks up with a mirror. Um, and that doesn't go so well for a mirror because Tyler's really into shit. He starts making a mirror sell drugs. Um, in town, Crazy Bob, I think, or Chucky. I don't, I don't remember. There were multiple white supremacists that Tyler was involved with who were also like pedophiles. Or implied pedophiles and drug addicts. Um, they're hanging out at this place that Tyler and Amir live in. One of the guys, again, Chucky slash Crazy Bob, I can't remember who it was, gives Amir some bricks of whirl to hold on to, to protect, because it's been banned at this point. Tyler steals a brick. The guy realizes Tyler has stolen a brick. He beats the shit out of Amir, then he beats the shit out of Tyler. Amir is done. He tells Tyler he's done. He, like, tries... He's gonna leave town. I don't know. He comes back. Tyler has killed himself. So that's where that happens. Um, Because he hangs himself with an orange extension cord. And then after that... I don't really remember what happened with Amir. Oh, he also left town for a bit. Um, He lived with his cousin. The one with the tech startup. Um... And then for whatever reason, oh, I know why. His sister calls him because the mom is sick, so she wants him to come back to the town. He doesn't want to, but he does anyways. He gets there. He calls them. Sister's like, I didn't call you. Mom's fine or whatever. We haven't heard from you in three years. He meets up with Marlon, friend. Because I don't know. He didn't want to go home. They end up going, let's go visit Tyler's grave. And so they also drive in their car. Um... To this place where, where the grave is. Again, probably around the same time Jill and Maddie are. Although they don't meet each other. Um, for some reason, a rain of turtles hits their car. Like, a rain? Like, yeah. rain? It is implied because one like hits the windshield and there's more that have hit the ground. I don't know where they came from. It's just an it's a opportunity to talk about these turtles with their smashed shells and their intestines kind of poking out. Um, they get out of the car. For some reason, they're lost. Uh, they find the old house that, like, Amir references back when he was, like, 12. The haunted house with the... Supposedly belonged to a hag or something, or a witch. Um, they go in there. They spend the night. Because I they can't get colleges in my head. <laughs> Marlon says, I know this is a bad idea, but we honestly cannot wander out around in the dark. Because they don't know Why? Where they Why? Why do people think you can't wander around in the dark? Why? Do they not know the sun will rise in the morning? I don't know. At that point, though, it's almost Find like they could also... Find a log and sit your butt down. That's all you have to do. It's not it that difficult. Seems... Not that Marlon would know it, but it kind of seems like at that point they had already walked out of, like, reality and into, a, like, whatever spooky again, reality. Again, um, sit your ass Because, like, down. they found the river. The river wasn't running. It was just black sludge. And, like, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, they stay in the house. Amir wakes up. Marlon is being bludgeoned to death by some sort of entity. It's unclear. Seems to be a bunch of living creatures, like mice and geese, all like wrapped up and contorted into each other. So it could be a demon. Who knows? Um, it leaves. I don't remember how Amir doesn't get killed by this. Oh, I think he hides. He hides in a different room. Um... He has to then put Marlon out of his misery when the creature leaves because 
Marlon is like mangled and half dead. Um, and then half I honestly dead, half dead. Well, he was like it's called nine one one. No, I remember I there was some weird other reality. <laughs> also, like half of his skull was shattered, and so like you don't care. You don't care. You don't put somebody out of their misery. You call 911. It's not rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, then, go on. Um, after that, he keeps walking. Or he leaves the house. And he's like walking through the woods. And I just don't remember exactly how his story wrapped up. And, like, Lou doesn't reference it either. Like, Lou references that Jill became, like, this ghost story, pretty much. Like, the, what whatever you'd call them in, like, a small town. I can't think of the word, the idiom for it. Tall, not tall tale, but, like, a legend or whatever. Local legend. Local legend, yeah. Like, this kind of ghost that wanders. But Amir, I don't, I don't know. I really. I'm okay with not knowing. Amber's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> we now know all the misery of this book. And so I'll that's it pretty a, much how it ends. I'll give it a zero because it sounds like an Dang. absolutely horrible end, ending. So what do you think, Sarah, since you actually in, in, endured the ending? Um, I mean, honestly, my feelings for this book were largely neutral. Like I didn't. So I'm going to go with no. I, I didn't feel positive, but I didn't feel negative about it. I was just like, well. Okay, evaluate the ending and not your feelings on it. Do you think it ended well? Because what you described is you don't know what happened. I, I mean, is, is well, I mean, but I also wouldn't have wanted to have a very explicit like. I don't want an explanation as to why this town is so fucked up. I don't like it when it tries to explain things too much. Okay. So I like that it kept the mystery of what what exactly was going on. But it could have done with a little bit more detail. Could have done with a bit more direction. And it is true. I do remember being bored by the end because I was like, it's going on for too long. This should have been wrapped up already. Um, mm, yeah, I would go with three, actually, not a four. It definitely didn't hurt me or anything like that, but it, it did kind of suck. I, I can very clearly state you telling me about me, it hurt me. Um, I didn't even have to read it. So, <laughs> mechanics. I think the mechanics in this book are very faulty in the making it all just perspective. Mm -hmm. I, I would have liked some structure to the story, some descriptors, even if they were little descriptors in between. I, I don't know. I don't. I greatly dislike and i know you had said sarah that you were interested in it because it seemed like it was just dialogue and and that it would so go fast read yeah i Which didn't find this fast that was my experience yeah yeah i didn't find this fast um i i needed some sort of structure to this in order if you're going to do something that uh, is this outside of of comprehension you've got to give it some structure i listened to it on triple speed and that still was too slow <laughs> and i hated the level of confusion to each of these characters specifically lou and the spelling was inconsistent 
and I could not get a bearing on it. And it took a really long time to figure out how everyone was related to each other. And basically, I hated the fact that we were not given a very good anchor point to then delve into the insanity. Um, I thought the mechanics were atrocious. Um, there was a lot of descriptors, but like it wasn't always clear what it was describing. It was almost like the author just picked an, an amalgamation of words that they wanted to use together without any real consideration as to visually how that would work. Um, so can I interject on the descriptors? Yeah. Because this was all purely perspective and you got these descriptors in the middle of this, this these were supposed to be the internal thoughts or a diary type situation. Um, and it really felt like the descriptors were way outside of what a teenager would describe. Uh, Not that a teenager to throw in t- slang. I will be honest. The first time I'm like, yeah. And then we dabbed. And I'm like, how old are these fucking teens? Because none of the teens I know dab. The middle schoolers dab. Yeah. Rex has anyway. stopped dabbing at 12. <laughs> what did you think, Sarah? Um, well, I, I didn't hate the mechanics at all. Um, I've read not a lot of books like this, but a couple. And there is something about this type of writing that I don't know why, but I don't, I don't want to say enjoy it, but like, I just, I have a very easy time reading it. Like I just, I get, it's interesting to me or fascinating. I like the exploration of trying to, or the attempt um, to explore, I don't even know how to describe it, but in such a, not cerebral, but just kind of stream of conscious, but not really, because I've also read stream of conscious, which is not the same as this. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say, but like, I don't, I will admit it is disorganized and I had for the longest time, no real way of differentiating the different point of views. I mean, obviously each one has the name of the character, but sometimes I would skip over those and I wouldn't even realize I was reading a different person because they all had the same voice pretty much. Lou had different euphemisms for like, or ways of describing like their feelings. Um, so they were a little bit easier to, to tell apart, but like Amir and Jill, I, they sounded the same. Um, but I did just like kind of the disjointed narrative how it is harder to follow trippy how it's kind of just when we're dealing with these kind of topics which are either drug heavy or just supernatural um i just like it when they're more confusing personally it's just more effective for me although again this was not scary and it did not really immerse me i just um yeah haven't you said in the past that you hate books with drug use depends <laughs> that's the thing I too just... when i was reading this book it was like it's very it just depends on what this book is trying to say and like in this kim is oh, raising trying her to hand. say something yeah i think there i think the difference is often when drug use is written it gets more into the bodily aspect of it so it's 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 more I... uh just I... just let me finish 
Whereas this was more a psychological aspect of drug use. We didn't get a lot into, so I think maybe Sarah, that's the difference between the two. Sometimes you don't like it because it's more of a, the bodily functions and the bodily response. Whereas this was more, much more the psychological response to the drug use. But that's just what I think. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. And I thought that you had said that you hate when drug use is in books. I don't like it usually. And I, I really hate it when it's cigarettes because it's just then I just smoke okay. cigarettes the whole time I'm reading the book. But oh, you know what I do when people when I read about cigarettes, I can hear my aunts on the phone when I was a kid. If they called for my mom, I could hear the <sighs> as they're breathing. And oh, God, it's so gross. Anyway. Anyway, that's what cigarettes take me back to. Nothing is grosser than receiving Christmas and birthday presents and opening the box. And it smells like cigarettes. And the round, new, toy, outfit, what have you, reeks not of only of cigarettes, but months old, stale cigarettes. Mm -hmm. For me, the smell is uh, coffee grounds and cigarette butts in the garbage Uh, can it's the worst the worst yeah (laughs) that's what i grew up with not a lot of cigarettes in this book like at all it was either yeah taking bong hits or maybe they smoke joints i don't remember but like not actually but if you if you look at younger generations now i don't think they're falling as hard they're vaping but they're not falling as hard into cigarettes i think it's more drugs and and vaping than it is um cigarettes I don't know. I'm old. But you are correct. <laughs> unfortunately. Or fortunately, I don't know. It's bad either way. It's bad uh, either unfortunately, way they're vaping. discovering that vaping's even worse than cigarettes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more concentrated. Um But yeah, in regards to that, like I even thought about that while reading this book. Like, I know I've said I don't like certain aspects in other books, but for some reason, it just it that's the <laughs> I, thing. It's I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. And I think part of it too is that this book is just, it's awful. Like everything in it, it's not trying to glorify anything or like excuse it or like having a heroic character who happens to be smoking their opium or getting into heroin or smoking When you said it, the poppy wars. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it as I was saying it. Um, and it's, so it's like you you have a protagonist that you're supposed to be kind of rooting for, or at least it seems that way. And then it's like, and there's drug use involved. I don't, that's where it's not great. But like when the characters already suck, I don't really care if they get into drugs and alcohol. It's expected. Um, and yeah, and then you get to explore like, or try to explore the psychological effects, especially if it's like a hallucinogen or whatever. I always think that's kind of neat if it's not poisoning a character I like. So, <laughs> Yes. Okay, so Sarah, what is your rating for mechanics? I didn't even get to say that one of the things I appreciated about the mechanics is that we didn't get super heavy into descriptors. Like we have like little simple couple word things to describe it, but we didn't get long winded details about the setting or the background history of this town or even the people. So I just want to point out that is another thing I appreciated. Um, and as far you as you usually would... get upset about lack of world building, because there's usually more of a story being told that requires it. This one, it's just okay. teens in a fucked up like... town slowly losing themselves. 
I'm trying to understand how these things that you have told us in the past do not match up with this book. It just depends on the story and what the author is trying to write okay. and what their goal is. And oftentimes they're trying to write a rich world and they're not including the necessary details or they're including the wrong ones. This guy's not doing okay. that at all. Um, okay. So, so what is your rating? I would give this five. Okay. Predictability. Hey, d did we write oh. mechanics? No. Neither of you did. Oh, sorry. Zero. I gave it a 0 0.5. I'll give it a 1. Predictability. It wasn't predictable. I, I don't think it was necessarily good that in the way it was not predictable. I mean, but at the same time, the way I expected without it being like obvious, like, I don't I know. Say, at I, the same time, everything you described at the ending was not shocking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. It was expected, but I wouldn't say that I could see all the different things coming. Okay. Any thoughts, Kim? I just it, it predictable or not predictable it it's the type of chaos I just don't like so I can't engage in the predictability so that makes it a negative response to the predictability so okay any other thoughts on predictability this one's particularly hard to discuss with this book cuz it's just like almost chaos for chaos sake yeah I've so, that. I personally give it a one because it was at least consistent on chaos for chaos sake I'll give it a two Sarah a four four okay uh, emotional reaction I think my emotional reaction is pretty obvious um, mine too <laughs> Did not enjoy this, and I am enjoying discussing it even less, which I thought I was going to handle discussing this better, but it's not going well for me, and I apologize for that for you, too, because uh, I'm sure this is not making it fun for either of you as well to be discussing it, but I could be mistaken. So, what for you, Kim, was the emotional reaction? Zero. Well, like, any context for it or you feel like it was pretty obvious at this point what your emotional well, reaction okay, was okay okay so i can't remove emotional reaction from physical reaction they they are one and the same to me and i've already said how physically i reacted to this so um it, it so for context re repulsive this reaction worse than leech I think or was so. leech the one you had the worst oh, reaction to oh, really between the two no, there. <laughs> Would you rather be angry or physically repulsed if you had to choose between reading a book? Hmm. I would have to get more into because while we talked about my problems with Leech, we didn't get into it as far as I could have, and I, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna revisit that. 
I know. Um, I just curious. I know. Give me a few seconds. You've asked me a question. Let me process my answer because I wasn't (laughs) expecting this question. So I can't just dive into it. Should I give my rating while you're doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sarah. Five. Five. Okay. Any, like, any context to that five or just straight up five? Uh, I just kind of consider it neutral, but I was like in interested in the book like i would read about 100 pages a day but like i could read more i just wanted to do other things in my day um so like that i would consider a bit of a positive like in the sense that i was like open to reading more i kind of wanted to see what was going to happen um but at the end of the day it wasn't like i didn't have a tremendous emotional reaction it wasn't scary i wasn't like oh my god this is so amazing or oh my god this is horrible i just didn't really have any of those feelings so yeah okay sorry i had to uh react to a cat um i i can't say i would choose one over the other okay um as far as between the two books i will i I will never revisit this author any more than i will revisit the other author um there you did give both of them a zero so like you're yeah (laughs) okay yeah i was just curious if there was one that went out over the other. Um, I think I said I gave it a zero, but I, I gave it a zero. Readability. I was going to go straight into my answer again. I felt this thing was completely not readable to me. Obviously, I DNF'd it. Yeah. Uh, same. I got a little further than you. But I only think that's because I was using the accessibility feature on my Kindle to listen to it. I don't know that I would have made it further if I was attempting to. Yes. I tried to use that feature, but I discovered that I was allergic to my headphones in the process of reading this. This was a very physically repulsive book to me. <laughs> your in-ear headphones to clarify because you were my ear wearing yeah. yeah yes but you notice i'm not covering this ear it's because i don't want yeah. the 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 seal of the headphone over this ear because i'm yeah. still processing that allergic yeah. reaction to the headphones but um yeah no um i couldn't i couldn't even because you can't get it on audible it doesn't exist on audible yeah. all you can do is the the accessibility feature on kindle and i couldn't even do that um which is yeah. another reason why i had a hard time re- reading this book and I didn't, I ha- I didn't have these headphones. They were, at, they were at work. So I couldn't switch to my over the ear headphones um, yeah. in order to process through this. It was, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Bad. So yeah. Uh, for readability. Well, okay. Sorry, Sarah. What, what are you, I mean, do you have anything you want to add in terms of readability? I mean, clearly you had an easier time reading it than the rest of us. Or no, you commented that you had an easy time picking it up, but it wasn't like. I don't have words. Seat excitement or investment. But no, this was an easy yeah. read for me. I uh, okay. I was like, oh, thank God. Finally, an easy one to get through. <laughs> okay, so what would you rate it? Uh, I'd give it a 7. Okay. I mean, I'd give it a 10, except that implies that I'd want to like revisit it. And I don't think I'd want to revisit this one. Another book like it by a different author, maybe? Because I did like the cipher. Did I like the cipher? I don't know. That one was weird. Um... But yeah, this style of book is interesting to me, it seems. Okay. Uh, Kim, what did you rate readability? Zero. Okay. I, too, I don't, I gave it a 0.5, and that's only because I did make it 50% of the way. 
So, um, and because I felt bad giving it so many zeros. You feel the way you feel, man. Just go with it. Don't give pity yeah. points. Yeah. No, I'm... it's my philosophy. Okay. You crack your nails, then... knuckles that way, or are you stretching? Oh yeah, no, I'm cracking my fingers. Okay. That way, I give it a zero. Then no, I've against my that. face. I know, but it's it's the pushback that you're doing to cause the the cracking. I I've never seen anybody do that. I've only seen this way, oh. where you push inward. Anyway, go ahead. Sarah's hypermobile. Oh, I'm that's not hypermobile. That's... You're hypermobile, Sarah. I'm not. I swear, my elbows are normal. I can't be hypermobile. Yeah, yes, there are people. You can be hypermobile in joints other than your elbows. Like, look, I can only move my fingers to like a ninety degree angle. I can't push them past that point. Sarah, it, it's a perfect ninety degree angle. Yeah, I can't do that. That's what? holy Christ. What? You... Damn, that's normal. You're doing no, that. No. No. Well, no, yours gap. are pretty. And it's the same as mine. There is a bigger gap between my hands in order to achieve that. What about your thumb? I can't test my thumb. Can you get your thumb to test? If you touch I, what? I can't... No, touch I can't touch my down fucking here? arm with my thumb. No, are you can kidding? You, with... What's that show? I, I can't. I can't turn I can't, that way. Yeah. I can touch my arm with my thumb. Yes. Yeah, so you Go have in some... towards your I... palm. Like. I don't understand what down, you're doing. Down, down, down. I, no, I can't, that. I can't show well, it. I guess I can do it like way down on my yes, arm. Yes, Sarah, that's hypermobile. But my elbows are normal. It's not always the elbows. It's that's a my misconception that it's that's a misconception on the elbow. Um, I can I can hook this, and I can't. You'd have to be in my presence, but I can hook this joint. To where it won't, it will. I can just, not as well as yeah. I used to. I used to be able to hook it, so I could not then put my finger down. So I can't bet. I've hooked my joint; it won't go down. And then I l release mm -hmm. it, and it goes down. Anyway, nobody wants. This is all very visual. Nobody wants to listen to this. It'll get edited out. It's fine. It's not no, going to. Because Amber's I'm not going to listen to this. She can't I'm do not. it again. I can't do it again. I am. This, this is, is going to be. In its full I'm put, put the D reverb on it and just slap it up. Honestly, if people are still listening at this point, I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> you say yeah, that I rambled about episode. the end for a long time. I was like, I hope this gets cut out. <laughs> nope, it's all gonna be there in all of its glory. Okay, the style. fact that you understood the end impressed the heck out of me because so many things I read about this is people are just like, I don't know how it ended. I don't know what happened. So I, you impressed me. Go ahead, style. <laughs> style i hated the style it was atrocious it was trying so hard to be something that press clearly is trying so hard to be something and i just i would run away if someone put this author's name in front of me again i would run away i really like how i've read this book and goodreads which likes to give me suggestions you know how it does <laughs> i have read so many other books you know, but now every suggestion is like, since you read negative space, what about this other extremely fucked up book? <laughs> it's like, come now, Whoa. you have a record of like 600 other books. And this is, this book is like only one other book or maybe two that I have read 
in your records. Why are you only recommending these books now? I don't need to read these books that often. Once, once in a while? Cool. Constantly? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I hope that yeah. changes in the future. I put mine in my DNF folder, so yeah. I'm not getting any recommendations based off this. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the style, Sarah? I mean, I, I kind of said this before, I think with mechanics or readability, like I, it could have used more structure for sure within reason. Um, but for what the book was about, I didn't mind the style. I, I liked that it was pretty sparse in terms of what was going on and that it was confusing and that we don't really get explanations. And um, and the style does remind me again of the cipher by Kathy Koja. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name since it's K-A-T-H-E. Um, yeah, it has that sort of, I, she did it better for sure. Like her story is a lot better. And I, I remember it very clearly even having read it like a year or so ago or longer. Whereas this one, it's like already fading from memory. Um, but it is a very distinct style. I'll give it that. Uh, but but I don't know if his particular version of it is really the greatest um, okay. representation. Uh, what about for you, Kim? What was the question? I got distracted. Style. No, I hated the style. I, I, <laughs> I like a more traditional style. book. A uh, zero. Okay. Uh, I give it a zero as well. Sarah, what do you give it? I would give it a seven. Okay. So. At a whole whopping 45.5 points, Sarah gives it the highest rating of us three. By a lark. A lark. A large <laughs> a amount lark. is what I was trying to say, but, you know, lark works too. <laughs> yep. Kim it comes in second then with 7.5. <laughs> and this does not even break five points for me. It comes in at 3.5 damn yeah i mean in however in retrospect somehow consistency iron flame is lower than this book collectively of all three of us iron flame had 55 points and negative space had 56.5 yes yes did i rate this one lower or leech lower this one for sure. You rolled this one. Leech, you gave ten points. This one, you gave seven point five. Like, okay, I don't think you've ever gone below double digits until now. Mm. Yeah, you have not. I mean, you also. I have not. I'd like to be clear. Yeah, I have not gone below twenty points until this moment. <laughs> Proud it of you. goes three point. Five and then this is our place has twenty points. Um, I'm disappointed that this has a higher rating than Iron Flame, but you know, I would have to go back. I would have to go back and take away 
1.5 points, which would be half of the points I gave it. Be cheating. That's why I didn't honestly, get to change my rating for Leech. Honestly, I was being nice. I really probably should have given this all zeros, but I was being nice. You were nice. probably being too nice on Iron Flame, too. What the shit? No, I enjoyed Iron Flame. It was not the greatest thing. I had my come up or my issues with it. But in terms of the two, most to me, of it was neutral. These two are much worse than Iron Flame, but that that's just... Yeah. I would have to go back and read Iron Flame again, which is not going to happen, um, to really evaluate Iron whether I hated... being written too quickly and published yeah. too quickly. Yeah. It, and it needed a cleanup. And too poorly. It needed a cleanup. It had no direction. It was just a copy of every other book out there with her particular characters pasted on and then dragged out for 750 fucking pages. But that's not important because <laughs> that's not the book we're talking about today. <laughs> Um, I would rather read that again than go I near this book ever again. I would not. I would use one of my DNFs immediately. Um, I was going to say... Let's no, you have to get, we have to read no, Iron Flame again. I was going to say, the rules are, for those who are listening, you the have to get are. 50% of the book. 47% because Kim didn't make it to 50. Okay, 47%. So when we... Do the sit, average between 53 and 47 if that's about 50. In fact, that is 50%. You have to yeah. get to 50%, which means the lowest that when the next <laughs> book comes out, no, because then, Sarah, your next CNF, you'd have to go to 53%. Yeah, so one would have to be 47, one would have to be 53. I'm agreeable to that, but you're going to yeah. have to decide is it 53% or is it your 47%? I would like to be clear, that means that you still have to read 200 to 300 pages of a 400 to 600 page book. Yes, and no. <laughs> I, just, just, I, I just don't have to read 200 to 300 pages of a shitty book because I'll do, de- <laughs> you know, after I read those initial ones is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it saves me that time, potentially. I don't know. Uh, the thing is, I'll probably just hoard them indefinitely, like, and I won't use them unless it's absolutely necessary, because like a that's just gremlin. it's any any resource, like any game. It's like, oh, this is cool. I can use this later. No, I'm not going to use it later I'm because you might it. then need it later, exactly. later, <laughs> and then you regret the use. Yes, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> but um, no, what I was going to say earlier was that in retrospect, if I had known this book was like this. I I mean, I know you'd offered to switch it to Blackbird and whatever, yeah. which, no, that was never going to happen. I don't want to read that book. Uh, but I do wish I had chosen, even though I didn't want to choose any books that I'd already read for this genre exploration. I do wish I had chosen Uzumaki, though, because, like, that book, I feel, is just so good with the body horror. Um and there's not like is a that gore. the name of the book or the name of the author? Yeah, Uzumaki. No, it's it's actually a graphic novel, but like oh okay, um, it would have been easier to read probably for you guys. Uh, there's no, I shouldn't say that with such clear like definitiveness, but I don't believe there's suicidal ideation in it. Um, it's just really fucking weird with a lot of like deformity and stuff going on. 
and it just has a lot of better better structure better it's but you it's, it's more put us through this i know it was it would have been such a good example i didn't actually think of it though until tyler was like doing spirals everywhere um because that was a big thing in uzumaki and i was like oh shit i just dropped the ball on that choice um mm-hmm. so yep so if anyone wants a good body horror book that's a better one to try out. Okay. And now his episode has been incredibly long. Uh, <laughs> our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.